This is the Poison Terminator podcast. My name is Carlo Diolim. Some products in our household can contain mercury, which has devastating effects on our health. My guest today, Tony Berta, is here to explain to us what we can do when a mercury spill occurs in our home. Tony is a pharmacist and works as a certified specialist in poison information at the Illinois Poison Center in Chicago, Illinois. He is also a diplomat of the American Board of Applied Toxicology. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Tony, what are the most frequent causes of mercury exposure at home? Um, usually they're uh, small spills. Uh, uh, people have old mercury thermometers and uh, old thermostats and uh, fluorescent light bulbs and these complex, compact fluorescent light bulbs, we call them CFLs. Those are the usual uh, sources of mercury that we deal with uh, in, the, in the home. How can someone get exposed to these products you mentioned? Usually when there's breaks of these products or spills, it's the vapors that uh, put them at uh, a greatest exposure risk. Uh, touching the mercury is not a uh, big of a problem, uh, or even swallowing some of the metallic uh, mercury is not, not as dangerous because it's not absorbed well from the gastrointestinal tract. But when, it, when the mercury vaporizes, the, the lung is a great absorbing surface and, and that it, you know, presents a, a mode of entry into the body. Uh, so we try to uh, minimize the inhalation exposure uh, in these situations. Who would be most susceptible to the effects of uh, mercury? Well, the, the population that would be at greatest risk of exposure would be uh, uh, pregnant women because, uh, you know, the mercury can be transported across the placenta to the unborn baby. And, uh, you know, small children uh, you know, are at greatest risk because their brain in, is developing in the, in the early years and, and the mercury interferes with, the, uh, you know, the brain development. So, uh, so we're most concerned about those two patient populations. Do we feel the health effects of mercury after short or chronic exposure? Um, you can be exposed significantly uh, from a short-term acute exposure, especially when the mercury is heated. Uh, you know, when, when the mercury is heated, uh, you can uh, get lung damage and pneumonias and problems and, 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 and more rapid symptoms developing. And chronically, uh, you can accumulate mercury in the body because it's eliminated very slowly. It's a heavy metal that tends to uh, have a long duration of uh, uh, effect in the body and slowly eliminated, so therefore it accumulates. So, so either way, uh, uh, acute uh, exposure or chronic exposure can pose uh, health hazards. What should one do when he or she has been in contact with mercury? Okay, uh, uh, if there was skin contact, you should immediately remove any contaminated clothing and uh, wash the skin with soap and water, uh, but it's best to just uh, get into fresh air, uh, especially if it's a big spill. Uh, the, the last thing you want to do is uh, track you know, mercury through the house, you know, from your shoes to carpeting and things like that. Uh, you want to contain the, the incident and, uh, 
and uh, you know get good air circulation to prevent as much inhalation of the of the uh, vapors as possible. Which objects uh, contaminated with mercury can be cleaned? Uh, typically, uh, non-porous uh, items that are made of uh, like hard plastic or or coated wood or uh, concrete or steel or glass, you know, things that won't absorb the uh, mercury liquid, you know, elemental mercury uh, uh, is, is a liquid and it can be absorbed, you know, by porous materials. So uh, things like carpeting and, and uh, clothing and, and uh, furniture uh, will we'll hold the, the, the mercury liquid. It's very difficult to clean out. You know, those, those things might have to be discarded. Are there objects that cannot be uh, decontaminated? Yes, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the porous items like fabric, uh, clothing, uh, carpeting, uh, uncoated wood, because those surfaces will hold the, the mercury and uh, You know, it's, uh, it's, it's impossible to really scrape up and, and clean up the, the spill uh, adequately. And if you try putting those materials in a, in a washing machine, you would just spread the problem. You contaminate the, 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 the laundry machine, the washing machine, and, and the, uh, and the uh, dryer, and just create more vapors. And again, you're spreading the problem, making it worse. And uh, how can we decontaminate uh, objects that have been in contact with mercury? Okay, if there's small spills, uh, people can get on their hands and knees and use a flashlight, you know, to look for the little beads of mercury. Mercury is a, is a silver gray uh, liquid uh, which breaks up into little balls when it, when it falls on a hard surface. And uh, you could scrape up these uh, balls with little thin sheets of cardboard or, or plastic uh, and scoop the, scoop the balls of mercury up and place them in a double or triple uh, plastic bag. Um, another technique is to use an old medicine dropper that you can eventually discard. Uh, or you could touch the mercury with uh, masking tape or, or duct tape. That will help to lift up some of the liquid and then shove the, shove the uh, tape in, into the plastic bag. You want to get the plastic bag when you're done with this out of the house uh, because uh, uh, there will be vapors coming out of that. And, uh, and you want to contact your local health department to find out where there's drop-off points uh, uh, for, 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 for mercury because they prefer not to get that uh, mercury leaching into the environment, you know, where, where it will contaminate waterways and get into our food supply. How is the mercury exposure treated? The first, uh, the most important thing to do is stop the exposure, you know, you know uh, get fresh air. And uh, um, if, if someone has uh, been exposed for a long period of time or Um, was exposed acutely, they need, they need a, a medical attention. You know, people who are coughing or having trouble breathing uh, immediately after a, 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 serious, a seriously large spill where the mercury is heated, they need to get to the emergency room and get evaluated. People who are chronically exposed have a big body burden uh, of mercury are actually treated with what are called chelating agents. There are, there are several on the market. Uh, Um, 
One's called Fuximer, another one's called Dimer Capra. Uh, one's oral, one's given intramuscularly, but these bind the uh, mercury in the body and, 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 and convert it into a, a, a complex that's more easily eliminated through, uh, through the urine. But, but they're rarely uh, used. How can we prepare for an eventual mercury spill? Usually uh, people can uh, make sure that they have uh, you know, the, the proper uh, uh, cleaning products, you know, the uh, plastic bags, flashlight, uh, some tape, and uh, medicine droppers. There are actually mercury spill kits available on the market uh, over the Internet where, where uh, you can combine the mercury um, with a powdered sulfur or you could uh, convert the mercury liquid into an amalgam by mixing zinc powder into it and, and uh, thus kind of neutralizing it, preventing it from, uh, from vaporizing. Uh, and, uh, you know, but I, I don't recommend that people have these mercury uh, kits in every ha household because these... these uh, Spills are, are very uncommon overall. How did you get interested in following a career in a poison center? I had a, uh, some folks work at a hospital where the poison center was located, and they uh, uh, suggested the poison center as, as, a, as a place to volunteer, and I, and I uh, volunteered to, to make some callbacks, uh, follow-ups on some phone calls and uh, it actually grew on me and uh, uh, it, 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 I just took to the uh, field uh, like a duck to water and uh, uh, it just uh, has been a rewarding uh, career since uh, uh, 1981 so I've been involved in the, this, this profession for, for, for a few decades. Is there anything you would like to add? Um, Yes, uh, you know, regarding to the mercury, uh, you know, folks should be, uh, you know, careful with these kind of um, liquids. And, um, you know, what, what's scary is, the, you know, when, when, when people call and they have these old mason jars or, or, or mayonnaise jars filled with mercury, they find them in their, their old barns or in basements or attics. And, uh, you know, when they drop these and break these, they're, they're, they're huge environmental uh, emergencies because uh, uh, chronic inhalation of these vapors, especially by children, uh, poses a serious health hazard. And, um, you know, it's just extensive cleanup. Um, uh, children are, are predisposed to a condition called acridinia, which is a um, condition where they chronically breathe in mercury vapors and they, they get irritability and sweating and um, peeling type rashes and rapid heart rate and increased blood pressure and it's just a just a, a sad situation when we get these large spills so people should respect mercury um, you know but 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 then again they shouldn't panic when they have the smaller spills involving the broken light bulbs or or the quantity of the fever thermometer or or a, a household thermostat you know we just uh, give them simple instructions to clean up and, and, uh, and uh, you know, they'll, they'll do well. How do, do we get rid of, of products that contain mercury, like uh, this mayonnaise jar that you talked about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the large 
larger volumes uh, uh, like that, we, we would definitely uh, advise people not to move the, these jars because the, you know, the mercury is very heavy. It's 13 times as dense as water, and you know, small volumes of this you know, could surprise people, and they could drop these, these, these jars. So we advise people not to move them or uh, relocate them because the risk of breakage is, is just a, a, a big problem. But uh, we suggest they get an environmental cleanup company or, or uh, the state EPA or, or, or public health department to get involved or, or hazmat team uh, to, to, to come and pick up and, and, and deal with the mercury. They, they, they could actually do air levels and make sure that there's been no leakage of the mercury in the house. And, and uh, um, you know, that, that, that's really the best way of dealing with these larger volumes. But uh, the smaller volumes, the, 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 the fever thermometers, the broken light bulbs, you know, you know, people can deal with that, clean up themselves, and get the bags out of the house and, and uh, find a drop-off point that will accept the mercury and appropriately uh, dispose of it. Tony, we appreciate your presence here today with us, and thank you for giving us all this information. You're welcome, and thanks for having me on the program. That's all for today. I'm the Poison Terminator. I'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you for listening, and uh, have a great day.